You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, then who the hell else are you talking to? Talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. All right. Let's talk Taxi Driver. Robert De Niro. Early days, Robert De Niro. Early days. Very early. Strange. But the same person. It's the same, but he, it's one of those because it's so old. Like, you can definitely tell it's him, but I could have gone through the movie, I feel like, and not like recognized him. He does look very different than like, well, like not super different, but like different enough from like old De Niro that you're like, you know, you can do yeah. like a little bit of a double take there. I, I know what you mean. You'd be like mm-hmm. that young guy kind of, he kind of looks like De Niro, but like. <laughs> he kind of had like with the mole, he kind of looked like Jason Schwartzman a little bit. Yeah. Like with yeah. the hair and I don't know. He looked I, like a generic <laughs> person. Like he looked like a couple different people. There was a few different times where I was like, Toby Maguire. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine but, him in a remake. Oh my god. <laughs> De Niro wants to do a remake of this. I heard. Um, Dude, that'd be crazy. He said, like, because, like, I mean, we'll get into it with the ending, but like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I just want to see where where Travis ends up, you know. Uh, but so I, I've seen oh, this. like a sequel. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, we'll get we'll get there, dude. But uh, so I've seen this. I take it you've seen this, Joe. Have, have you seen this, Jesse? I had seen it way back in the movie store days. Uh, okay, cool. This is so, the first movie Jesse's parents took him to in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not wouldn't be surprised. Um, did so you? What did you guys? Like, initial impression. Yeah. What was your Jesse? You want to go? I mean, even though I still never put together the you talking to me. You talking to me? It, like I, you know, I just knew that was a De Niro thing. Like if you do an impression of De Niro, that's what you do. And for some reason, even though I've almost positive I've seen this, never connected it to this. Never was like, oh yeah, that's the origin. Um, <laughs> I liked it. It was really interesting. I haven't seen the Joker yet. But when you mentioned it, when Joe picked this, that it was like, you you were like, when you when you watch this, you'll see. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, that's all I was thinking about. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this is like such a solid like base yeah. for the Joker. I don't know where to start. <laughs> did you? I like don't it? know. Yeah. Did you? You said you, I did. Yeah, you liked I, it. Yeah, I'm very dark. Super dark. <laughs> not a typical really like, dark i mean scorsese dark yes but not a typical yeah. like scorsese film i feel like like it's a little different and i mean it's shorter it's, than a more normal scorsese film. and he's in it he's in it for a good chunk of the of a scene which is hilarious so which one was he he's Did the I guy think? in the back seat when he's like t- his wife's in the window and he's oh, in the back yeah. seat talking that's him and he had to sit on like oh. towels to make himself taller because he's so short <laughs> but it's so funny to see him like because you see him like nowadays and everything and he just looks like this sweet old man but like you know he's born like new york city like he definitely went through all the gritty grimy 70s new york city and it's just like it's funny because how did this how is this guy a product of that because he's not i feel like i mean he probably expresses himself in his movies obviously but did i tell you to do that with the meter put the meter back let the numbers go on i don't care what i have to pay i didn't say i'm not getting out put the meter back on put it down 
Put it, that's right. Put it, put it down. That's right. Yeah. 70s New York is a, is a vibe. It did a really good job of capturing that for sure. Makes uh-huh. me not want to live there in the 70s. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but like, it just, I, I feel like it did a really good job of like making you feel kind of like, I mean, like, like that's, I, we've talked about this before, but that's just kind of how I feel about movies is like, if it makes you feel anything, it's done its job, right? And like, this just made me feel like, like you could almost feel like his loneliness and like, especially with how like grimy the city is around him mm-hmm. um, and just him feeling like completely like hopeless to do anything about it until he decides to like try to do something about it. You're just like, wow, like this guy has just got nothing going for him. You know? Right. It's super interesting. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Like, I love this movie because I think one of the reasons why I also love the Joker is just because like, I love, um, like character studies basically where you kind of follow this person throughout the whole movie and there's really i mean there are supporting characters but they're not really that important um i don't know i love just like having one person be the the focus point of like the entire thing it's so interesting to see them like unfold and um what they can do what they want to do yeah like and truly just like narrate the whole right it's like american psycho that reminds me of that like it's similar to that in that way I just love these types of movies because I mean, most of the time they're kind of the similar where they're like just dark and all that, but I love this movie. It's uh, I feel like Robert De Niro always, he's always been intimidating. It's like, he, <laughs> he has that Something same vibe him. as he does now. Like he just has that look and you're like, I'm, I'm scared of this guy, but I like this guy. I don't know. <laughs> you talking to me. You're talking to me. Oh, you, <laughs> with, you know, quarantine ending, people are thinking like date ideas. This is like really great, you know, like, <laughs> Some <laughs> pie, and then like go to like an adult movie theater. <laughs> I think he actually thought that was a good idea. That's yeah, the- he was yeah. Like, this is great. Yep. Uh, it was interesting. You mentioned like people going out now, but like it kind of made me think like like clearly Travis is a very lonely dude, um, and he's like dealing with like you know he came back from Vietnam, he can't sleep probably because of that. And he's just like trying to deal with his stuff, but like by himself. And it just made me think about like how many people might be feeling similar right now. Um, And then with the turn that this movie takes, that becomes very concerning very quickly, Uh, Uh (laughs) especially (laughs) especially given like, you know, uh, the state of the country at the moment is in particular with guns. It's like, man, this is, uh, seems like it could be a powder keg that we don't want, Uh, but yeah, like you mentioning just like how with, with everything that's happened now and then like, you know, this movie from the 70s, it's like, you know, some of it still still uh, is a little relatable. Yeah. In terms of the loneliness. These movies are timeless COVID. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of depressing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like definitely a whole take. It did its job. It made you feel depressed. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's what... Um... I am already blanking on his name. The, our, I believe our current U.S. Surgeon General, uh, he was Obama's too, Dr. Vivek. I don't remember his name, but his big thing even back at the beginning of Obama days was he was like, loneliness, I think, is like the next pandemic kind of thing. Or pandemic is the right word. You know, but like issue. And right. that was even back then. I feel like we're not going in the right direction. So, yeah. It's, it's, there's interesting because like there's, 
as as it compares to like what's perhaps going on today coming from somebody who probably doesn't know enough to talk about it but um you know like self, how do you measure your self-worth in today's world and you know in particular if you look at like you know how do you deal with like ptsd which i don't even know if that was a thing we knew about back in the 70s but like you know it seems like something travis might have been going through and uh, yeah. <laughs> like how do you reintegrate into society and find that worth that's gonna give you know like that that's 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 not an easy question to answer for anybody and i think it's interesting also because like i mean i'm comparing it to joker and i'm probably gonna do that throughout but like they base these stories in new york city i feel like which is super interesting because it's supposed to be like you know the city of like opportunity and millions of people that you can meet and hang out with and i feel like they still capture them being super lonely and isolated which is interesting because you see people like throughout the whole movie like walking going to work in the background and this guy is just like he just i don't know he has no he's no friends and i mean he has a few friends but they're not really his friends they're more of his co-workers the uh, sequel to taxi driver should be guy in a taxi who doesn't have a phone going about the city where everyone's just looking down at their phone <laughs> that would be that'd be good <laughs> that's, a, that's a black mirror episode i think actually is it really no, but it should be. It should be. <laughs> Sounds like one. Um, they did say the title, which was great. Mm-hmm. I was super pumped about that. <laughs> Do we have that. any locations from from Taxi Driver? In I don't there? know if we have them. In, I mean, it's New York City. I, I'm sure there's. I don't know if we do off the top of my head. I'll have to look, but. I'm sure the we only can. One I could think of that we could probably do is the like square where. Um, yeah. I was trying to figure out where that was, but I couldn't couldn't piece it together because it was mostly like shots of the crowd but um like the when, when they were in the politician he was like talking to the secret service agent or you know that guy yeah. um that looked like it was a public square i just don't yeah. know where i'm sure we can find i'm sure someone has the locations too we could figure it out but i'll do yeah. that um it was funny when i think it was like the first the first time we were seeing his co-workers when he was hanging out i think it was a restaurant and peter boyle's character um was named mad magic the guy with the bald head and the hair around the side. He, so he, it was fine. I was like, wait, what is he? And he looks so familiar. He plays the monster in Young Frankenstein. And I was like, he looks exactly like the same character. Like it's literally him, just not black and white. I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> Seeing him in this role. So let's, can we talk about the ending? You want to skip straight to the ending? Well, I mean, if there's anything. Yeah, let's jump around. About- let me jump around. Is, there, yeah. is there anything before the ending you want to talk about? Because I feel like the ending is like, like kind of mm. up, up for discussion. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I did. The, the you talking to me. You talking <laughs> about it? My, about okay. It. Going with that, I guess I'll go along with that. Uh, it's hard because, you know, I love a, me a good movie quote. I'm a big fan of movie quotes, but like, I feel like they're also so built up. Like, if you have never seen this movie before and you know the line, and it's like, like it's a good line but it's kind of underwhelming in my opinion in the movie like i wish he was kind of like screaming at the mirror like you talking to me like punching the mirror and stuff but i feel like he's just like saying it a couple times like i mean i get it it's a cool line but like why is it why is it the greatest line of all time you know it would not be iconic if he was yelling because you you couldn't you wouldn't go around being like are you talking to me there i did that was like the one thing i saw was uh I don't think he had that was like an improvised scene mm-hmm. and he had like a there was like an improv coach there was like there's an exercise where you just repeat the same line 
over and over and over, but you do it in different tones and like, gotcha. And yeah, like saying it different ways. So he just said like, you talking to me and then he just like kept going, changing it. It was just like an exercise he did, but it turned into one of the most cool. iconic like movie quotes or <laughs> I guess it, I, I just think of it as anytime someone's like, do your De Niro impression. Like you just, it's, just it's like the, like the yeah, yeah, 20 eyes and the, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, I don't think he had in this movies. So I think it was like, I mean, it was kind of forming, but it wasn't like what we know yeah. today, De Niro. But um, I also feel like uh, car horns, I feel like they were just invented for New York City. I don't know if they were invented when the cars were invented, but I feel like it's the only place where they deserve a purpose. <laughs> they used to not be in cars. They were just playing them out loud in the city, <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> yep. Um, and Joe, I don't know. I mean, you've seen Joker, but again, there's the there's that scene where he's walking with the red blazer in slow motion. And I was like, this is like so, so spot on. And now I get why they selected his suit to be that color because I, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't, I don't know the seventies. I don't know the style, but I was like, of course this was around in the seventies. So that makes sense. Cause I was at first I was like a weird choice for a colored suit, but it makes sense because that was a big thing, I guess. You know what I'm just piecing together is that De Niro was in the Joker too, right? Yeah. 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 So that makes a lot of sense. So it, it's, he, <laughs> I never he's, thought about that. He's heavily influenced by this movie. And there's a film, another Scorsese movie we should watch called King of Comedy. And it's about, um, Jesse, have you seen this one? No, but I actually was reading about it when I was like reading, you know, like going through yeah. Scorsese and De Niro. Like, but he's basically like, De Niro plays kind of like a stalker who like, I don't know if, I think he's obsessed with a stand-up comedian or something or a talk show host. I can't remember, but he's basically, it's basically a thriller film, but it's like his character in Joker is kind of a play on both of them a little bit. So, um, super cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting because, like, obviously this guy has like a mental illness, and they play on it a lot, but also they don't. Like, I feel like it's kind of subtle. Like they're talked about it like that. No, they don't talk about it or anything. But you you can tell like certain things that he does, and it's just it's weird because they don't really bring it up. They kind of just make you assume that this is what. Well, I think like, cause he, he, he felt like the world was just like such a slimy, grimy place that like he felt ultimately compelled to do something about it. And this is where I wanted to get into the end. Cause at the end, it's almost like, like, is that like ending part? Cause like he dies and he does the like, you know, gun to head when he's, you know, bleeding out on the couch. And so it's like, okay, one, does he die bleeding out on the couch there? And then everything after that's like, what he would have hoped to happen. Like he would hope that Iris's parents would be like super grateful and, you know, wrote him that letter, you know, Betsy would show up at his cab, um, all that stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, that, cause that, it, it just, it seems like too good to be true at the end there. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of it, where it was interesting when I was reading about De Niro being like, yeah, like I want to know where Travis ended up. Like, did he die? If he didn't, like, I mean, obviously he's probably going to jail, but like, hmm. then, then what, you know, like, uh, like does, does he end up being the hero or is he just, you know, did, did he do the like good that he thought he was going to do, or is it just, you know, complete mental illness? And that's, what's super interesting about the story is like, he's almost, he's, I mean, he is a hero essentially at the end, but like, in a bad way 
it's it's, like, it's almost like like I keep thinking about it as like the person who uh, like almost some of the like I don't know how else to describe it other than like you know somebody who uses stand your ground but like super inappropriately mm-hmm. um, like you know you're like oh I have the right to shoot you because I have the you know because like I feel threatened or whatever um, but like it's more just me feeling like I'm taking the situation into my hands it's more about me than it is about you right you know what I mean. Um, and I feel like for Travis, that's like, I have this thing where like, I just feel so bad about the world around me that I need to do something, not because I really want to do it for the world, but because I need to do it for myself, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I thought there was some weird two like dualities of, of, you know, like, I think kind of maybe it goes along with how like, there's the two like Iris and Betsy are obviously like kind of almost op- polar opposites. There's definitely part of me that felt like he wanted to like, the world was so bad he wanted to do good. And I also got the feeling, I felt like an aspect of like the world's horrible burn it down too, that like wasn't distinct more or less. So like it made me think, and you know, there's definitely a side of like he wanted to rescue women and kind of be their hero at least. Um, but that's what, so at the end too, I kept going back and forth of like, was it the burn it down? And then it's like ironic that they saw him as a hero. You know, he was like, no, no, no. I was trying to like burn this down. And everyone's like, no, you're great. You're a hero. Or is it like, yes, I am trying to be the hero. And this is great that they wrote me up. Well, it's, it's interesting because you can kind of see his evolution because he starts off where he like drives the senator around and he's like oh like everyone i know is gonna vote for you like and that that almost seems like it's like he's like a part of the system like he goes into the the campaign office he's talking to betty's like you know whatever um and then eventually he just go but like at the same time in that i think it's the same conversation with the senator he's like yeah like somebody's really got to do something like it's disgusting it's slimy we got to change everything you know like almost like burn it to the, yeah, yeah almost like burn it to the ground kind of mentality but also like through normal channels so it's it's almost like uh-huh. he's complaining you can like it's almost like he's teetering there like he could fall into the like burn it down camp very right. easily but he's still like channeling that energy through the traditional channels at that point mm-hmm. and it's only later on uh that he's like Oh no, like I I'm I, I can't count on that. I have to do it myself. What is the one thing about this country that bugs you the most? Well, I don't know. You know, I don't follow political issues that closely, sir. I don't know. Oh, well, there must be something. Well, whatever it is, you should clean up this city here because this city here is like an open sewer, you know, it's full of filth and scum. And sometimes I can hardly take it. Whatever ever becomes the president should just really clean it up. You know what I mean? Sometimes I go out and I smell it. I get headaches. It's so bad, you know? And they just like, they just never go away, you know? It's like, I think that the president should just clean up this whole mess here. He should just flush it right down the toilet. Again, cool character study about it. <laughs> Let's get that sequel going. I know. I would have loved to see like a sequel or I don't know. Just part more more of this character. I think it's super fascinating. Do you think he died? I do. I do too. I don't. You just being contrarian here or what? <laughs> no, I, I I don't. I. It seems strange 
But for some reason, like, that's just the way I took the movie. That's great. Like, I didn't honestly even think. Like, it just seemed strange to me, but I didn't think when I watched it, like, oh, yeah, he might have died. I love how they executed that last sequence, though. It was super quick, super realistic. I mean, I've, I don't, I've never been in a gunfight, but I assume it's pretty realistic. <laughs> it, it was pretty quick. It, it, it reminded me a lot of like the ending of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where like, mm-hmm. you know, you can see the whole movie building up, but like, then there's like two minutes at the end where it's just like, shoot him up scene. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. End, end of movie. Um, and it felt, it felt kind of like that, where like the pacing was kind of slow throughout most of it. Um, that one song in particular, they kept playing the like old timey music, mm-hmm. uh, just, just made it feel like really like slow, but consistent. And then, you know, when he goes to shoot everybody up, uh, no, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a completely different pace. Yeah. And it was slower, but it never felt like a slow movie to me. Like I, and I was never bored. I was never kind of looking at the time. Um, I mean, I have seen this before also, so that probably helps, but like, I don't know. I feel like everything, I think that is part of his character too. Like kind of just like kind of a, he moves at a slower pace, but then it's like, he can change his temperate or his personality so quick in that way. So that's kind of how the movie is as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like when just one more thing that just reminded me of is like when he's talking to that secret service agent and like, it seemed like he almost that's one more thing that like, I think at the end you see him in like, oh, I got the good job. And like, he's like in a suit, um, like almost like he did become the, the secret service agent or mm-hmm. something. Um, but that's like another one where like, he's like kind of going through channels, but like clearly not okay. Like the, the, the agent like totally was like, yeah, go check him out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that scene where he was talking to the Secret Service guy. Because it was like, I feel like he was like, actually like... like sizing like, him up. <laughs> yeah. And I do think he was genuinely like interested in his work. Like I was like, oh, he's... Yeah. I feel like if... he Obviously, I think Travis already made up his point at, or made up his mind at that point where he's like, okay, like obviously I'm not going to get this job. I'm going to do what I'm going to do regardless. But like, I feel like he was actually interested. Like he's like kind of fantasizing in another life if he, if he was to be like a Secret Service agent or something. Like he's kind of like, oh, this could be me, but it's not going to be me. Right. And I think he also knew, cause like you think about that and you could that, like that particular scene could have changed the movie in a way that would have made the movie super boring where it was like, right. Oh, like, yes, he applied to become secret service agent. He got the <laughs> job. He loved it. End of story. But like, like a great movie, <laughs> but like, yeah, all right. But like, happens. That's the well, Jimmy Fallon taxi movie. <laughs> it goes into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he basically knew the guy was full of crap. And like, he was just being like, yeah, like I'll take your number and your name and we'll, we'll get in touch. And he's like, yeah, right. You know? Right. Um, I was also like, how, that's so nice of that guy to do that. Like a secret I didn't, I person. Didn't believe, I didn't believe him though. I, oh really? I believed him. No, yeah. I didn't believe him. And I, I didn't think Travis did either. I thought he was like, okay. Yeah. But like, he was like sizing him up being like, I kind of want this, but like, I, I also don't think this is how it's going to happen. And I don't think it'll happen for me because of I'm a taxi driver. Right. Well, the my the only reason I think it's I think he believed him is because like I don't know. I mean, they might post ads or something, but how else do you get like a secret service job? Like, I think like you have to know people. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't secret. Know. The whole job application was interesting too, where he's like, you know, like like what's your deal? Like, um, 
like that's when you learned he was an ex-marine uh and but like you know he's like why do you want this he's like oh, i can't sleep and like like that that was like arguably one of the worst interviews i think you could have ever done <laughs> but uh, i don't know it was just it kind of gave you a good sense of where he was at right and then once he lied about his name and his address you're like oh, okay he's not actually serious but i feel like he yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure but yeah that's that's crazy I, I read that De Niro did like 15 hour days as a cabbie prepping for this role. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Method. Jeez. And it I was funny. Something... Oh, yeah, go for it. Are you going to talk about the cab? No, it's all you. Oh. Uh, with the rating, there's like some. Oh, didn't know. No. About the rating. Cause like, I think, I think specifically it was like the, the violent scenes were like too gory at the time. Like, People wanted it. I think it, it's, is it R? But people yeah. wanted it even higher, basically. Um, you know, and there's questions with like Jodie Foster being on set during right, it. Right, right. Um, but I think it said like Scorsese had to like desaturate some of the blood and like the color just to like make the scene less like huh. violent to get the rating of R. Isn't that funny? Like how yeah. just making the color more desaturated changes a rating. Like, so yeah, they're like, the we'll just make it look less right in your face and like one of the reasons why i think hitchcock shot psycho in black and white is because the rating would have been higher with blood so he used chocolate syrup and it wouldn't it didn't show up because it was black and white but like it's so interesting how ratings can do that just like just like a little blood can do that go a long way but i mean i I don't know the whole yeah i mean also the subject matter with jodie foster's character just i feel like that's like an nc-17 in itself so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's super fascinating. And I didn't realize Harvey Keitel, he was the, he was uh, Matthew, the pimp. He's pretty good. I also read that, uh, like Jodie Foster said that De Niro would like call her up and kind of rehearse. They would want, he would want to rehearse with her a lot. And I just thought that was funny because um, the end scene of the Joker with Joaquin and De Niro, De Niro really wanted to rehearse it. And Joaquin's like, no, I don't do that. And there was some tension on set because of that. And I was like, this is, I mean, clearly how De Niro likes to work is rehearse it, which makes sense. But Joaquin was like, no, I'm going to do this all on my own. And I was like, I would get so mad. <laughs> also, Melanie Griffith almost played Iris, but Tippi Hedren, uh, her mom said no because of the subject matter, which is so awesome. interesting. So many people I feel like were in line for Iris. I think Jodie Foster was the third, the third person in line. I don't know, but she was good. And I guess her sister was 19. So her sister played like the, was on set. She basically was her double when it was like the, some of the sensual scenes. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, Cause she's 12, she was 12. So she can't be yeah. on set for that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy, man. I, and Bernard Herman does the score. He did psycho and a lot of Hitchcock films. He did citizen Kane and yeah, I don't know. Great movie. Love it. So much good things. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you how would y'all rate it? Ooh, we gotta pick a good one. Oh yeah, we gotta do units here. Um I was really hoping one of you guys would show up with a mohawk, honestly, too. (laughs) I know I really want to do this for Halloween, but I don't really want to shave my head into a mohawk. (laughs) That would be a good Halloween costume if you can commit to it. I know. I'll go, I'll go Mohawks. I'm gonna do I'm going to do 8.6 Mohawks. Yeah. I think for me, it was, I mean, the length was perfect. It was a good length. 
I do wish there was a little more um, like exploration into his mental illness a little more, like just show him he's a little more crazy. I don't know if crazy is the right word. Uns- What's the word? Unstable. Yeah. I wish there was a little more. I wish there was like a little more like, like Joker. Like I think they captured that more in that movie, but I wish that was also in this movie a little more. But I did like how subtle it was because it wasn't obviously the main, I mean, it was the main subject of the movie, but it wasn't like in your face about it, which I kind of liked. But I wish they, I wish he was a little more out there. So, but loved everything else. The cinematography is great. Music's great. Yeah. 8.6. I'm going to go 7.2. You talking to me's. <laughs> um, Love it. It's free. I, I think. I think I have a hard time going much higher for dark movies. I'm learning. Mm, okay. <laughs> I just like oh, dark movies for a reason to take some points off just by the nature. They gotta be funny for you to. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, give me some. It's jokes. no bow. It's no, no bow finger. finger. But... Yeah. No, almost, almost didn't even have bow fingers. I know. That's why I had to sneak it in. Yeah. Wow. Seven point two. It's a good, but it's yeah. Yeah, I, I for me it's like I would have to go like like a solid eight, like eight broken TVs. Because uh, <laughs> like like it, it's a solid movie. I there's not much I don't like about it. Um, I just I can't put it in that like upper echelon for me. Um, but like I can't really knock it too too hard on anything. You know, it's just. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree. I wish they would have gone a little deeper on Travis's character, like his mental instability. Um, I feel like you were you were like watching that without like fully understanding all the you know nuances of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, a solid eight, a real solid eight. Yeah, I agree with you though. I mean, it's like I don't. know. It is like my type of movie for sure, but it doesn't, it's not like a 10, I don't know. There's, it's not like a, the ceiling's not a 10 for me. Cause like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to rewatch it obviously, but yeah, I don't know. It's just not, I don't know how I feel that. I think I, I see the relative rankings here is like, cause I'm pretty sure I ranked Spider-Man. Right. Hey, it's all, yeah. It's all like preference though. Like <laughs> that's but, why it'd yeah. be hilarious to look back at all the ratings. Cause yeah, I, like, I say the rating and then I completely forget. You gotta start writing them down. It's all based yeah. on how we're feeling that day. Exactly. So, yeah. But, <laughs> A couple of years ago, I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't really like 70s movies. Like, I don't know. I didn't like the style or kind of like the grainy aspect or just how grimy they look. But I've learned over the past like couple, like year and a half, like literally in my top 10, there's like four or five movies that are from the 70s. So <laughs> there you go. I am. Yes. And one of the reasons why I like Rob Zombie movies is because he likes to make his movies like based in the 70s and make them look like 70s. I'm like, I actually do like 70s movies. So I like to see an actual movie based and shot in the seventies. Sounds movie. like you actually love seventies. Apparently, I love seventies. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a remake or like a sequel, would you want like De Niro back as like a, an eighty-year-old, or would it be like a has the same character, different version of him, like a same character but different, like actually? To be honest, I, if they were gonna do it, I'd want him to do it a completely new. Like I don't even think I'd want to call it even in the same world, it would just be like, Hey, like it's based on like, kind of like what the Joker did, like where it's right. like, hey, like heavily based on taxi driver. I don't think they should 
I don't think they should do a sequel at this point. If yeah. it was like in the past, like if it was like 20 years after, I'd be like, okay, I'd be interested. Like maybe mm-hmm. he just got out of jail or something. I don't know. Right. Um, but like at this point, no, we leave good enough alone. I think it's, uh, I, I wouldn't do it, but I, I think doing another movie in a similar vein would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they're trying to pitch Joker 2 right now. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Joker 2. I think I like that movie a lot because I just love the j- character of the Joker. And then, like, I, I, I think Travis is a really cool character too, but I don't like, I don't, I don't resonate with a war vet too much. Well, maybe because you haven't, you're not. That's- but you do resonate <laughs> with the joker no i don't well kind of because i love batman. okay because <laughs> i love i don't think the joker loves batman he does he loves batman he loves the <laughs> it's an argument batman. to make it's it a- is a big <laughs> argument that's a whole other episode it's joker a- loves <laughs> batman question mark yes. <laughs> we'll have to get that's some like hard hitting people question. on here though because i will i'll be talking out of my out of my butt because i don't know too no, much no no yeah no no they'll stop us <laughs> from talking so that's <laughs> But yeah, well, that's cool. Do we have any, uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Or should we have movie news? The only movie news, which is, uh, I, so I learned this uh, word Gen Zers are using about us millennials, uh, the Chugis. And uh, I, I, heard that, I heard that yesterday for the first time. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. And I Chugi? love Chugi. Chugi. It's like basic millennial nonsense, which I love making fun of too. So like, I'm all about that. Um, but anyway, like they're coming out with like a, uh, reunion of friends. Um, and I've heard friends described as pretty chewy, even though I love friends. It's like such a good show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're doing a, uh, on HBO max, they're doing a, um, like a, I don't know if it's like an actual, if it's like a more of a doc style thing or if it's like an actual like, I don't know. Episode. I'm not really sure, but I'll, I'll watch it regardless. According to the trailer, I mean, from the looks of the trailer, it looks like a doc style. Like maybe they'll, I don't know though. That's a great question. I haven't really done much research on it, but I don't know. I, I'm excited because I love friends too. It's like one of my favorites, but it also like watching that trailer and seeing all those characters, it kind of just reminded me of like, wow, we all do get old because <laughs> they, Oh, Dude. where's that from? Either of you guys want this? It's a cheap uh, shirt. <laughs> I don't wear black, but uh, my uncle cool. gave this to me, and I didn't tell him that I've never seen Friends. <laughs> I'm gonna say you bought I, a French shirt. Know somebody who would like that, probably. Yeah, I know. I'll give people. it to you next time I see you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's hilarious. But it's just weird, weird, because I feel like half the cast looks like they look, they look okay just like older but some of a lot of them not a lot of them i'd say two or three of them you can tell just got a lot of uh work done and i'm like i don't know like it'll be good i'm excited to see all the characters together but yeah but that's that's the only like movie news i've heard of this past week that seemed worth mentioning hocus pocus Uh, 2 they just announced it yesterday or two days ago but i know i have really high expectations so that'll be I don't know how they're going to do it or what they're going to do, but I'm uh, pumped for the Home Alone reboot. Oh um, yeah, that's Disney Plus. I did not know they were the doing Disney that. Plus. Yeah. Show or um, I believe movie. I think it's already shot too. Um, I think they finished shooting in November. What? Um, but the best part is 
the kid i don't fully understand if it's like a remake or what it is but the kid in it uh archie yates i think his name is is the the friend in jojo rabbit with the glasses oh he was good he's the main kid in this in the home alone reboot and i'm so pumped for it he'll be good Home Alone? Uh, what? That's so weird. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin's making a cameo. Wait, I really? Think as Kevin McAllister. So that's why I don't understand exactly how. So it's it... kind of like it's not a reboot. It's kind of just like a new kid, ex- an extension of a story. Yeah, it might be the same kid, but Kevin's. You know what? Maybe it's like his nephew, or because like because like he has a bunch of siblings, or maybe it's like a cousin or nephew. Because like could be Buzz's kid. I don't know. Fuller. Fuller. Fuller's kid. Yeah, I don't know, because all, all I know is Pete Holmes was on Late Night, and he's in it, and he had just mentioned that he was like, I'm an uncle, maybe, it's vague, but like, I'm the reason the kids left home alone this time. Also hilarious that we brought it up last week, talking about how Home Alone probably couldn't really work nowadays, because, with fo- right. you know, like, how do you do that? Oh, yeah, yeah so super, super interesting to see where they take it then. Yeah. Does it have to be like kid left in cabin in the woods where there's no cell reception? <laughs> an actual horror. Macaulay Culkin is actually a serial killer. He's actually Jigsaw. We're like, what is this? They're like, we had to make it work. That's the storyline <laughs> we needed to use. It's so bizarre. I, I'm so curious on where that's going to go. I'm here for it, though. Yeah. So I think it's your pick now, right, Jess? I believe so. Good segue. Any segues? Yeah, let's go. Um, no segues. Zero. Paul Blart. Paul Paul Blart is not here. Zero segues. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a movie I haven't seen. Ooh, yes. Don't even. It's not even a class. It's probably no one even remembers. It even came out a couple years ago. Uh, staying with the old movie vibe but bringing it back into it's from like 2015-ish area about old hollywood hail caesar coen brothers mm-hmm. right yes we just watched fargo for the first time because we're in minnesota we have to but huh. I, that was like my first coen brothers movie. i mean i've seen the, like i think i've seen the about big about but that was a while ago um but yeah okay oh, yeah. all right hell caesar i'm about it I don't know too much about their movies, so I'm excited to explore yeah, more. I, I know nothing about this movie, so I'm ready to. I don't, yeah, I'm ready for it. Speaking of the Coen brothers, maybe I should have picked this. Uh, another Reichenstein family classic growing up. Maybe not really a classic, but a weird movie is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which yeah, is that's a, a big, it's a famous one for them. I yeah, haven't seen that, that one either. That was a big movie in our family. It'd be fun yeah. to rewatch, but yeah. Hail Caesar. Cool. All right. Is there don't even uh, mm-hmm. just wanted to watch like you just wanted to watch it or it's been on your list? I just was like looking up. I think it might probably came up the first time, you know, when I was like a few weeks ago when I was like, I need to pick a Jonah Hill movie. And then I was looking through like that and he's like um an accountant or something. I don't I hope he's in it a lot. Gotcha. The part he's in in the trailer is hilarious. Um but you know it's that ca- it's one of those like superstar casts, yeah. like Clooney, cool. Josh Brolin, Scarlett Johansson, Jonah Hill. Like, and it seems like it's one of those movies where it's like this could be pretty good and funny, or like this could be a kind of a train wreck. Right. But 
Well, we'll see. we don't know until we'll we see. see. Cool. I'm excited because I don't, I've never seen this. Either. I think we've, none of us oh, have good. seen it. So, yeah. I like all it. For it. I need to start for it. I need to start picking movies that we all haven't seen. Yeah, it didn't go so well last time. So I, you know, went back to I some Frankenstein classics. That's why I've been hesitant. <laughs> but, but I feel like now I've had a few in the run again where I'm like, I'll try it out again. Let's like it. Love it. Like see how it experimentation. goes. Yep. That's great. Cool. How Caesar. Should we wrap it up? Caesar. Yeah, let's do it.